Welcome to Rossi on Wrestling. I'm your host, Jason D. Rossi. I almost did it again. I'm going to keep rolling with it. I don't even know my last name. And with me, as always, is my uh, tag team partner in the podcast, right. Billy D. Billy, what's going on, man? Uh, my mouth hurts. My face hurts. I know it's killing you, but um, hey, yeah. look at you. Got all four wisdom teeth out. Uh, the enthusiasm so, is through the roof with yeah, Billy today. Usually you start off with some sort of sarcastic remark. Now it's like, yeah, Arr. yeah, no, it's a little difficult, but uh, powering through here. So wisdom teeth, all four gone. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like we really haven't talked in a little while. So this is the first time we've seen each other in yeah. a while. And you know, this is the first time we've spoken verbally aside from text messages. Uh, so w- I've had this happen. I was yeah. much younger. What yeah, medication are you on? Uh, That's what I I'm just know. on like uh, ibuprofen, really. I haven't. Taken oh, they've the, taken uh, the drugs down, haven't they? No, bro? they gave me five of uh, colonies, the oxies. I think. Oh, oxy. oxy I haven't taken them yet. They said the pain's really Sell. bad. Day three, four, and five. Slide so. into Billy's DMs if you're looking for some. Uh, no, to get don't high. do that. Yes, yeah, yes. Not, don't worry. Uh, it's I'm at Billy D twenty four eleven. How much? You, how much would we price drugs for? Uh, like seventy five a pop per pill. Is that good? Is that way too high? Uh, from what I remember in my high school days of kids when they would go out and sell them, it was like, uh, I think it was like $80 for an 80. That was like the going rate. So how much you have? What is your megagram? I think it's 80. All right. Uh, so 75, we're giving a $5 discount. Yeah. Sliding in the DMs and they have to pick it up at your, uh, at your I feel place. like this is really bad to be talking. I didn't ever do them, but, uh, my, is this weird? Like my girlfriend in high school was a pretty bad oxyhead. <laughs> uh, no, it's fine. You don't have to say her name or anything, but, yeah. uh. Uh, was there a lot of people in your school though? Like they were you, all on oxys. So it was like so a very small me. group of like me, like the kids we currently hang out with that like yeah. didn't do them. Like all the popular kids were super drug heads. So were any of our friends like popping pills? No, not that I know. Yeah. Not really like, at all. Uh, like I, mean, I know we some of the guys geeky. I think maybe, but like also smart. Like not some good. of the dudes did like smoked weed and stuff, but nobody. No, not even really in high school. Or not in high school? No, that all came after. Interesting. Pretty much, yeah. We were pretty much. Uh, Clean? Straight edge? Well, we drank, but that's about it. Bunch of Rossies. You were with yeah, a bunch of, yeah. bunch of lamos. Pretty much. Uh, that's fascinating, because I would have just thought, like, just, you know, knowing, no. like, Malden and, like, just per capita of kids. I, the I just kids know. I hung out with, though, they did some serious drugs, and yeah. I just, you know, sat there and watched them do it. It's fun. It sounds like a fun activity. Yeah, it was cool. So what are you eating now? Like, well, I remember when I, my wisdom teeth out, it was, like... Mashed potatoes yep. from, uh, where did I used to get? Floramos. I got them Boston Market. Oh, smooth. So I've had pretty much just mashed potatoes, protein shakes, some jello, some pudding. And I was like, oh, I'm going to lose some weight here. I've lost like maybe two pounds. I think it's because I got the mashed potatoes from Boston it's Market. very dense. Well, even if it's yeah. just mashed potatoes in general, it's just like yeah, dense food. still, I'm not eating like close to 2,000 calories. It's also, you're taking the antibiotics, so I haven't really had. Haven't gone? Haven't gone in a while. The exit so, plan isn't yeah, really? The exit plan isn't in full effect yet, so. Yeah, it's been uh, an interesting few days. I think the talking might be good or bad. We'll find out. I like it. I uh, get the job moving because it's a little sore. Well, nothing so. gets you more your job moving more than wrestling. I've noticed that oh, that God. is like it's probably especially it as slog- of late. Actually, it wasn't a slog. I really enjoyed Extreme Rules. Extreme Rules. I thought a really good show. I did it extremely ruled. <laughs> it really did. That's that's why they they came up with the name. They haven't tossed that one to the side. Um, there's plenty of stuff we can talk about here. This will be kind of a catch-up episode. Yep. Um, we'll, we have a couple questions from some fans, listeners. Um, we'll also, you know, dive into some of the stuff we we um, think about what's currently going on. But you know, obviously, the first thing is like when you watch Extreme Rules, you watch this week. Anything did you take away? So this was like the redirection week, we can call it, because you know Monday was officially like the first Heyman one, even though two weeks ago seemed like it was. And this is the first Eric Bischoff episode of SmackDown. Any takeaways, anything jump out to you like, oh, this is cool, or this is different? They still had six-man tags, and a lot of them. They had three of them, another two out of three falls one, which I just, I I don't understand how that's a thing. What, two out of three falls for everything? For a six-man tag. <laughs> yeah, I get I, like they don't want action during the commercial breaks, which is terrible. I would Elimination. Make it elimination. That's what makes more sense. Oh, you want to drag out. You don't want there to be wrestling during your commercials. I think the directions of the feuds are a little bit stronger. I didn't like how they played the Bray Wyatt card so early, but if they're going to go with Finn Balor, I guess it makes sense because he's leaving. Yeah, apparently. so the rumor is that Finn Balor leaving. requested some time, some time off. off. and he's I guess he married. Would, yeah, I guess he requested that. Oh, he's getting married? That's a word on the street. Oh, he's not with Kathy Kelly anymore. That's the like social media girl. I know that. Ew. So, anyways, uh, it's hard to keep up with wrestlers' real life. Like I remember for a lot while. Not they, one like, of them. Well, not two of them. Which two? Becky and Seth. We'll get to that. Later. Oh, they, that's who knows what's real, not yeah. in that. But uh, we'll play. It's part of our new segment called Worker Shoot. No. Uh, so the um, the Finn Balor thing. I guess that request came right around WrestleMania. So there's some rumors that he wanted to take time after WrestleMania, and then they said. Actually, no, we're going to give you the Intercontinental title. That's why he dropped it to Lashley 
before WrestleMania, won it back at WrestleMania, even though you probably don't remember this because the nope. show was mightily forgettable mm-hmm. except like four things. Um, but yeah, I guess that was the big rumor. Was he and they, the demon? He was the demon. He was right? the demon, yeah. It was, so he had a great... You know, Finn Balor actually like is big, we'll call him like on the biggest stages. Like this year, we'll probably go down to his biggest year. Like think about it. Go back to Royal Rumble. Who do you face at Royal Rumble? Do you remember? No, I do not. Brock Lesnar and one of the best matches. Oh this yeah, year. that was actually pretty good. Really good. Yeah, yeah. And then Lashley. Now that was a squash match, but it was a cool spectacle to see him come out as a demon at WrestleMania. Then at uh, Money in the Bank, he was in that. Like that was a pretty big match. It was yeah. really cool. And I mean, then, he did win the Universal Title at SummerSlam like three years ago. Yeah. And even then, he got injured that night and he was gone. But like but, then, this SummerSlam is going to be facing the Fiend, and I'm assuming we'll have a Demon Fiend match. I hope it's not the Demon. I, I hope just they don't wait. feel like it's going to wait. Oh, like for him to come back? Yes, because the Jabber Knocker, early, get it out early. That's fine. Uh, they out. posited it on there, and I really like it. Have him face as just the regular Finn Balor, so that way he can come back and face him as the demon. Because if but, the first thing Bray Wyatt does is beat the demon, it's like you don't want him starting off that hot. You kind of want it a little bit built. That's how WWE does it. They are going to skyrocket. Like, I, don't even, I personally don't like him debuting against Finn Balor. We talked about this a while ago. Like, I would have really liked him. That's O'Neill. Yeah, title, or even just somebody in that 24-7 title run. Like, I don't want it to have anything to do with the title necessarily, but just, like, have him be involved with, like, that... Sh- like, them, their lower card right now in WWE is, like, fun to watch. Yeah. Like, there's that. a lot of guys down there that you could have easily... Or maybe there's something with, like, Kurt Hawkins or Zack Ryder, one of those guys. Just, like, have him murder one of the teammates and go after the other guy and just... 100%, but if they're going to do the Finn Balor thing, it does worry me that they'll jump right to the... the one of the titles. Well, oh. yeah. Well, I think I, it's going to be demon. My guess is demon. I just don't want it to be. Because I, I, I don't, actually agree. Then from where do you where do you go from there? Well, then he just, it just shows he's a dominant force, and he goes. Here's what's really going to be telling: the next few weeks, like, is it going to be Bray Wyatt, Yowie Wowie, or are we going to keep getting the Fiend on TV? I think we're going to keep getting the Fiend on TV, hopefully, for a while with these kind of interruptions, and maybe it's just not Finn Balor. Maybe he's going after multiple people and Finn Balor. I'd like it to be a See, rude scenario where they're coming out and giving blood bats to everybody. a few people and make it interesting. Like when all those, uh, like the, I think the two weeks we were off were pretty much the two weeks of uh, the little puppets popping up all over backstage. Yes. I like that stuff. They need more of that stuff well, to keep you interested. It's throughout. Easter eggs. It, mm-hmm. It's hinting towards things. It's little things you may have missed if you didn't watch. Like, we don't really have to pay attention to WWE programming to watch the pay-per-view right now. And I think that's a major issue. Well, yeah, because they everything's recaps. Everything's it's not. They're not doing a good job in storytelling throughout. I think they've made some strides. Like, they did the, what was it, the the Battle Royal, which when I saw it initially, I was like, what the fuck? Why not make this a tournament leading up to something and make it more interesting and build a little bit more? But they wanted to, it's because the pay-per-views are too close back-to-back and they need to get the headline match out there oh, on yep. the marquee right away. But that's why you can't have this many pay-per-views, because a, a nice tournament with all those guys. The the Battle Royal was good. It was entertaining. I thought it was great. Personally, I liked it, but I, I sided more with you. Like It would have been cool if there was even like qualifying matches this week on Raw. To get into the it. The next week is, there it is. But I know we're only a few weeks. And SummerSlam's really early this year, which is bizarre. It's like middle of August, right? It's, no, it's like August 11th. It's real early. Clear your deck. Like two weeks away? Yeah, from this coming week, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That's way too soon. It is, and I think that's usually a big... Usually it's later in summer, right? Yeah, usually it's towards, like, the middle end. Like, not, yeah. like... Usually there's a little breather time with the um, Memor- Labor Day weekend, but... Um, we camped out for SummerSlam tickets once. What's that? We camped out for SummerSlam. We Slam. sure did, and we were there, front row. Yeah. We'll, we'll, put, well, you know, we should grab that video of me doing the one, two, three. Oh, on the... Uh, uh, that's on Eddie the network. Guerrero versus... No, Chavo, Chavo Guerrero. Guerrero, and I can't remember. It's the first match of the night. I think it was Rey Mysterio. It was Rey Mysterio. You were so happy. I was pumped. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, like we can. This is what we do. We love it. Like nothing gets me more. I love being at a lot, like live events, anywhere, concerts, or whatever. Yeah. And like when you feel something and like that, the enthusiasm. Oh you yeah, can it see takes over your body. Even chubbier version of me. Skinnier front, version of me. Well, you were like rail though. Yeah, like you're not fat. You've yeah. built your body up. Look at this. I'm putting you over. Uh, <laughs> that's what happens. When I don't see you for a while. Next week I'll be like, you suck. Anyway, so but going back to this, to, back to the the battle royal. When you first saw it. Who did who did Billy want to win? And who do you think was going to win? I wanted Cesaro to win, and I knew that Seth Rollins was going to win. See, I was surprised in Seth Rollins in a weird way. I just didn't know if they would go that quick. So for me, I wanted Big E to win. Oh, that would have been. But great. I think they made a mistake putting him already with the tag titles. From I think there's a lot of issues with the SmackDown tag titles. I actually want to do a quiz before this is over about who's been tag team champions this year. It's, 
I'd on both brands and just I'll, see if I'll you even like some of these names are insane i am so confused right now too i know we're jumping all over the place by women's titles which I mean, ones the uh, well i mean the ones that people actually know about still the ones the, that matter to the two individual single titles it doesn't feel like like becky doesn't feel like she has a home and bailey doesn't feel like she has a home and like her opponents don't feel like they have a home like the the smackdown women's thing like for the championship that was so weird uh, it was v- I think they were trying to pull a John Cena, Daniel Bryan to rewind the clock. 2013, John Cena after but beating... But not strong enough to do that. But I think this is like... John Cena beat Mark Henry in the famous when Mark Henry yep. did the, the swerve of the century. Swerve bro. Uh, and the pink jacket. So he beats Mark Henry. The next night comes on a run. All the WWE like superstars are on the, the top of the ramp. And John Cena challenges Daniel Bryan. Because he's like, here's a guy I think deserves a shot. It was a very big moment. Basically, started the Daniel Bryan run, and <laughs> Bailey did this thing where she wins a tag match with Ember Moon. It's like I think you, I want to pick my opponent, and I pick you. It's like it was just came out of nowhere. It didn't feel really right at the time. Like it would have been cool if that's where they were going. That Ember Moon may have maybe played a role in Extreme Rules because the storyline was like Nikki Cross said you need to find a friend. Everyone's thinking it's Sasha. They were doing all the teasing. Nothing happened from that. There's better female competitors on SmackDown to have one of those matches that they had on Raw for the women's title, which also came out of nowhere. Oh, everything. It's just, it's just let's get the, It's almost as if they said, hey guys, we need to fill up our big matches for SummerSlam tonight and we'll fill in the blanks later. It's like, okay. Like, the women's match on Raw dragged a little. It was, oh, it was bad. It, I didn't mind the match because I like those style matches where at least like there's something like they're actually fighting for. But the pacing of it was a little off. And then Natalia winning, I'm fine with Like I know a lot of uh, people have criticism, but I'm fine with it because I think her and Becky could actually put on a really good match. But I just don't feel like, like where did can Natalia come from? put on a really good match? I still believe she can. You know I'm down in her entering more, but I think her and Natalia. Like, I mean, the she times- had one of the best matches of the year against Charlotte in that... Uh... Was it a tables, ladders, and chairs match? Which one? Who? Becky? Becky and Charles. Oh, last year? No, that was, was like last a, year? That was uh, at Evolution, the, the main oh, event. Evolution? It was like a no rules. Was that less than a year ago? That was less than a year ago. Okay, that match was incredible. Yes. They were awesome. And then she goes out and has nothing but pretty much stinkers since. I would say stinkers, but not... From my opinion, I wouldn't call them stinkers. I would say she hasn't brought it to that next level. No. Her character is bigger than her in-ring. And I think that's fine in a lot of cases. Yes. But I feel now her character is kind of slowing down. And she needs to now, like, she. I need the bravado back. And they did a little bit. that I thought the back and forth with her and Natalia after the match, pretty it's good. fine, yeah. But I, I actually Becky forced with Natalia swearing. Well, everything's a little forced right now, and I think we have to find... They're trying to figure out what the happy medium of the swearing or Kofi flipping people out. It's like, all right, what are we doing here? But, um, but to tie that a bow on the, at least the female part of this of it is that... So you'll have Ember versus Bailey at SummerSlam. You'll have Natalia versus... Becky Lynch. On paper, both good really good matches. matches. But how we're getting there, it's like it's really bizarre timing. Like It's like weird the way they're doing it. And I don't know if it's going to translate into people caring as much. And we'll see over the next few weeks. They'll build these stories. But I just think it would have been nice to have him. Like, at least Natalia fought to win. Yeah. Ember and then Ember was just like there. For no reason. Yeah. When it, Charlotte's still in the picture and Liv Morgan well, cut a good promo. There's a really interesting thing. What's going on with Charlotte? I have no idea. She's one of the best wrestlers on the planet. She's one of the bigger characters. Maybe they're just cooling her down to have a bit run later, which is fine. But she's still, like, there. I think that's one of the biggest mistakes WWE makes. It's just keeping people on TV in, like, these really minor roles. Give them a little something. Have her in a minor feud with somebody else. Have her in a feud with Ember Moon, and Ember Moon gets the best of her this time. Yeah. She can lose. Absolutely. Any, any, anybody can lose. We Especially realize that. her. Oh, yeah. She's bulletproof, I think. Oh, yeah. But, like, right now, her character so, like, she hasn't been... I don't even know the last pay-per-view she was on. Oh, I mean, she she beat uh, Money in the Bank when she beat Becky Lynch and then Bailey cashed in. Yes, that was two pay per views ago. But if you asked me at the start of this week what brand she was on, I'd be like, I think it's. Oh, well, that's like... this wild card is just it, the continuity is gone. But I like when Finn Balor was on Raw, I forgot that he was a SmackDown guy. I had, I... and I also forgot that he lost to Shinsuke Nakamura for the Intercontinental Title the night before. And it's so weird that the big guys like Seth Rollins. How often is he on SmackDown? Seth Rollins, I've never seen on SmackDown. Actually, one no. I think the the day WrestleMania week. I think that yeah. was like, but they, like, we didn't know where anybody would be. Wouldn't you want that guy on SmackDown if you're yeah. gonna have Roman Reigns on SmackDown every night too? It's just but yeah. I mean, he's on Raw. He was on part of the last like the MVP. And that was also a weird name. The Battle Royal was like the the top ten best of like. Yeah. And first of all, also continuity. Baron Corbin was in that Battle Royal the night before. 
Baron Corbin lost a last chance ba- uh, match, yeah. so he's technically can't have another Universal Title match. And the next night, night, what if he won that Battle Royal? Was it only because Seth had the title? It was weird. Yeah, it, and I don't know where you want to jump from here. Do we want to go to questions now? Or? Sure. Well, let me ask you before right. that. Let me ask you a question. Right. Brock Lesnar cashing in at Extreme Rules. I actually loved it. So just explain. Like, what are your thoughts on it? Like, what did you uh, love? About I it? loved the end of days on Becky. I liked Seth Rollins actually flipping out. That made him actually a little bit believable to me, even though I hate that their relationship is in the public. I like that Brock Lesnar cashed in. This is the best use of him. Looks like he's going to be on TV more. If Paul Heyman's in charge of Raw, which it seems like he is, I think that might be a good thing for Brock Lesnar. And he is interesting when he's there. He's entertaining. So I will take it. I just hate that the rematch is already there. We saw this at WrestleMania. We don't need it again at SummerSlam. I hate like I know that they booked it with the uh, the battle royal stipulation, but it's a it's an instant rematch. Like that's what we don't want. Yeah, what they've gotten rid of, but we're getting it. See, I don't mind the rematch part portion just because there's retribution to be had here. Like I think there's something there, but I I I, I didn't like the cash in for this reason. I'm not all extreme. I, I I was worried it would just be a SummerSlam thing. I think again. The briefcase is already gone. Like both of our briefcases, I think, are two vital parts of what WWE has. Like the tricks in their up their sleeve or whatever. Yeah. Like they're both gone. I thought that's what made Brock super exciting. So if Seth beats him at SummerSlam, like what does this do for Brock? It's not. He's not going to beat him, and that's what pisses me off. Is oh, see, I want him to though. Like for me, he will right though, now. because then what do you do with Brock? I think that the better play would have been having Seth Rollins lose that battle royal, and then you build him up like so I mean, a comeback story yeah. longer than just a. Three a weeks. night? Night or a night? <laughs> yeah. Like, you need to, like, he actually gained a little bit of credibility with the promo he cut on Monday Night Raw. Yeah. And then it was all gone because it's like he instantly regains it. It's like he needs to struggle for a little bit longer for me to believe in him. Uh, you if know, he gets it back, like, who, who fucking cares? We both have different stances on things, but I, listening to you and listening to, like, these podcasts back and, you know, obviously listening, which I do very rarely, is, like, that's one thing I've noticed about, like, you have a good sense of that, and I think WWE forgets that a little bit. Not to say, like, we're the almighties, but I think our baby faces aren't strong because we don't see them struggle enough. Like, actually really want to see... Like, why was the Daniel Bryan storyline so great to us fans? Because we watched him struggle. Why was... Even that CM Punk, it was a little different back when he dropped the pipe bomb. Eight years ago, by the way. That was a long time ago. Um, When that happened, because we felt it. Like, you felt like he... Something there. Even Kofi Kingston this year. We felt like, this guy, out of nowhere. And then it's like, he's never going to win. Oh, they don't want to hit the belt on someone like him. And it's not about a skin color. It's just like a mid-card, fluffy guy. No, then when we see that, we're like, this is awesome. And you're right. Seth Rollins, this was a perfect opportunity to get him re-back over with the fans. Put this Becky Lynch thing to the side, which I think they're doing anyways. But, like, you really had a chance to reestablish him. And he just got his butt whooped. And the next night, that's one thing that still bothers me a little bit. Like, that, like, what happens the night before, they're back the next day, and it's, like, no big deal. Yeah, it's a hero's journey. It's in every story ever. It's a long struggle to overcome. He was just the champion. He kind of got screwed over. Makes perfect sense. You've actually built up some sympathy for him. Milk it. Don't give it to him right away. And then if he loses, like, he should lose to Brock Lesnar because if Brock Lesnar if Brock Lesnar loses the belt after cashing in, what do you do with Brock Lesnar from there? You've made him look yeah. weak. It's interesting. So I, the way I would have done it, I would have had him lose. And the way they could have done it, and with all these little issues we talked about so far, is Becky Lynch should have got back in the ring. And she should have got in front of Brock. Or when Brock hits the F5, Becky Lynch comes in and saves the title. Yeah, like that, that could have been, and then we could have some real interesting dynamics with Becky and Paul Heyman promos. Brock being upset with Becky, obviously we'll see how physical they want to go with that. But like something, I thought that was like I really thought that was going to happen. I was watching. I'm like Becky's going to come back in, and she didn't. And also like it was kind of like a clean cash in. Like as much as Seth was like just in a big whatever extreme rules match, like Baron Corbin didn't hit him with a chair or anything. He just Brock came in and beat him. Yeah. So it wasn't like it was like it was it was a dastardly way but it was no different like when seth rollins did at wrestlemania like he almost looks like more of a man like he came in on a three-way like it, it's kind of fascinating sometimes the way they book these money in the banks so sometimes i like it when it like a heel does a really heel tactic yeah person done toast i would have preferred to him i mean he did did he hit him before the match start started i think he did right he, but, like it wasn't like dirty like what he did he, i don't think he hit him with a briefcase didn't he suplex him 
Yeah, but it's super. You know what I mean? Like yeah, he didn't yeah. do anything like that. Was like out of the. Yeah, right. he didn't I, I, I the agree chair. with you. I would prefer him being like bloodied and bashed, like John Cena and Edge cashes in. Then, then yes. you build up the real heel and you build up more sympathy for Seth. To, that's really what it comes down to. There's really no sympathy except. And the thing is, Seth is real. I think gained, and I know your thoughts on him, and I I know fans are kind of up and down, but I think he's gained a little bit of the steam. Like he's the champion. We're like, okay, like I think fans are like, okay, we can we can get down with this. It's like he's done pretty well as champion, but then it like barreled into this Baron Corbin. Becky Lynch thing, and this is where we can spill into this a little bit more, and then we'll get to our questions. But it's like, I don't think this helped him. No, it didn't. And it definitely didn't help Becky. And this is going to be the main event, even though I think Kofi and... Uh, we Orton, don't know. Kofi and Orton. Is that official? I mean, it's going to be. Isn't he, like, calling somebody out this week or something? Isn't he? I think they're always oh, doing a challenge this week. Yeah. They also announced they're doing a live, one of those live events. It's called, like, Smashville. Or a Smackville, so they're doing a SmackDown event in Nashville. It's yeah. going to be on the network, and he's facing Samoa Joe and Dolph Ziggler in a three-way for the title. Kofi? Yeah. That'll just be... Yeah, I'm just it's just interesting to me. I'm like, oh, yeah. okay. I mean, I really do hope, and they talked about this again on the Jabberknocker, uh, Kofi and Orton do hook up because of the famous, you know, stupid, stupid, stupid. That'll well, be Kofi a match. does it to him. <laughs> yeah, but that'll be a match I'll be really interested in. And I would be totally okay with Kofi dropping the belt to Orton there. Ooh. And that's a rematch that makes sense. But then Kofi loses to Orton, and then you've got Kofi as an underdog again. And then you can build him back up to the title picture later. So and this, Orton's a super heel. This is one of the questions that we can spill into this. I won't give credit yet. but So I actually now I'm kind of into Kofi versus Orton. I think they're going to do it because Orton was over as Rover during that battle royal. Yeah. Everybody wanted him to be the one uh, at the end. But, okay, so you think... Or so somebody asks, who does Kofi Kingston lose to? So I you, think it would be Randy Orton. I think it'd be perfect. I don't know if I want his title reign to end yet because I think this this is one of those title reigns that can be really special because he defends this thing all over the place. His matches, aside from the placement in the card, if you just if you just watch his Samoa Joe match from Extreme Rules, it's a good match. Yeah, it just is in a bad spot all the time. I want him kicking off a show one of these times because I'd like him in the main event or main event. Orton. Either way, I just feel like the main event now pay per views like peep, crowds are toast like. They, yeah, that's true. It's like you have six match maximum. Watch the watch Extreme Rules if you haven't already, or go to any pay per view. About six matches into these longer cards since it's happened over the last two years, it's like, all right. And like I've been a part of them, you've been to some of them. Like it, it's tiring to sit there. That's for that why one. NXT. I mean, I'll say it over and over again. They do it right. The formula's there. Two yeah, and a half hours, it. and you can you can really do it with the way they're booking these things. You don't need all of these matches. You don't need to showcase all of these people all of the time. Make people hungry for these superstars. And, I mean, fucking Shane McMahon it's still bad. being and on TV is, I think, the worst part of it. Well, and that's going to roll into somebody asks Kevin Owens, now being a new Stone Cold-like character, do you like it or do you not? No, because he can't hit the fucking stunner. But Stone Cold's actually complimented his stunner. Oh, it's terrible. See, I think he's Nobody, got- he never hits it right. He never hooks it. It's not that difficult. I've been doing it since I was 15, 13 years old. Perfectly, every time. Kicking the stomach. Perfectly every time. Every, That's the most I'm not even, thing I've ever heard. No, but it's it's 100%. Every time. Never once on no, accuracy. No, I, I don't know how they don't get it. You jump back into the guy, you grab his head, and then they sell it. And Shane McMahon, who used to be the best in the world at selling. Oh, best in the world. He's, you know, he's yeah, still known as that. Can't sell a fucking stunner. Even Ziggler's stunner. I know he kind of had to do it for the rope. Like, he had to get, like, get right to, to the, the ropes. Yeah. But, like, even still, they're all ugly. They're all stupid. Like, Kevin Owens was such a beast and his moveset was great. Yeah. I always wanted Dean Ambrose to get the stunner because that would have fit him because his moveset was shit. Agreed. So this doesn't make any sense. The pop-up powerbomb, you know, he can't do it to everybody. Who can't he do it to? Honestly, at this point in wrestling, like, there's no more great Kali's lumber. There's no He could big probably show. do it to Brock Lesnar. And even yes. if you can't do it to Brock Lesnar, some of the best matches I remember as a kid were having to watch... Bret Hart beat yep. a bigger guy where he couldn't put the sharpshooter on. I think I saw a fact. Bret Hart only once defended his title and won the match by a submission. Yeah, it was probably against Yokozuna when he barely got the sharpshooter on at WrestleMania 10, I think it was. No, he won that match because Yokozuna slipped off oh, the yeah, second yeah. rope. But he we- did beat him one time in a title match with a sharpshooter. You're probably right. I can't think or of Or he tried to get it on. Yeah. Or even even but so, still, the point still is making like- my point. It, like Sometimes if you can't use your finisher against the supervillain, that makes it a different challenge. Like I know people hate the roll-up. 
I like the roll-up or a no. different way to end a match because guess what? Every Mr. game... Mr. Small Package, Dan yeah. Bryan. I love that he turned that into his gimmick over yeah. the past few weeks. Every every game in sports doesn't end with like the finishing three-point shot from Steph Curry. Sometimes it's a fucking Steve Kerr elbow jumper to win a championship. Yep. It's not always Michael Jordan. Sometimes you got to get him in a different way. And that thing's that's why the Uso matches, and I'll bring it up till the day I die, they're interested because they end in a different way usually. They don't Almost every time. Play. It's not super kicks. always the Uso splash or whatever yeah. you call that. Like that's uh, how you build suspense in these matches. Yeah, I, Kevin Owens having the stunner is fucking. I love Kevin Owens. I love what they're doing with him. Just the stunner's got to go away now. A rare agreement here because I don't like him using the stunner. I don't think I think the stunner is one of the rare moves that was just one guy's. Like nobody else did the stunner. It's not like a DDT or Sweet Chin music that's kind of been all over the place and then somebody kind of honed it as theirs. Like this to me is was only Stone Cold. I don't remember really. I know there's the Diamond Cutter and Randy Orton has the RKO, but they're not similar. They're really not. No, they have the, similar traits, but like plus the way that Austin delivered it, like with the the venom before the venom after, Kevin Owens really doesn't have that. And if you steal that like from Austin, that. yeah, but if you steal that from Austin, then you're just trying to be like a knockoff Stone Cold, and that's what I feel like is happening. I I don't I get it. Like it's like movies being remade, Lion King's being remade, all these movies. You don't have to like it, but like in wrestling, then either just do it, go like full in, and say like I love Stone Cold, I'm going to be Stone you know, Cold. You know who could pull it off? Who's that? Dream. The Velveteen Dream. He's done it. He's yeah. done it. We see him be Hogan. We see him be Macho Man. But he can do it because he's like, he's figured out a way to inset those characters and make it a part. Like when he did the, I think it was his first title match where he just became like three different different Intercontinental Champions during the match. Yes. Like if you do it like that, I think you can do that nowadays. The only other way I could see somebody pulling off the stunner is if Stone Cold is their manager. To start them, and then they or like endorses them. Like endorses where I thought them. he was going to do with Becky Lynch or something. Yeah. Other you know, than that, it's just it, if you can't do it right, you can't do it, and he's not doing it right. All right. So here's a question: The Battle of the Brands has never worked for for me. How do you make Survivor Series interesting? You don't. You just make it another pay per view. I mean, oh, wow. a... I don't think you really can at this point, especially with the wild card rule. There's no brand supremacy. There's no. You're not fighting for one thing. Everybody has their own titles. So until you just have one title, it doesn't make any sense. If you had one title, then you could do it because then you could say the you know the final Survivor Series team that wins, they face off the next night on Raw or something for a championship. So that see where I was I was kind of going that direction. What I would do is I would have to earn your way onto the team. So I wouldn't do the like who wins the most matches like women. Like I think that's dumb because that really doesn't mean anything to me. I would make the four like the women's match. The women's versus women's five on five, and the men's versus men five on five. You have to earn your way onto the team, and then the the team that wins that next whatever show it is, or somewhere in the next maybe the following week to stretch it. There's a five way elimination, and one of them gets to win like the number one contendership for the Royal Rumble or something. Like forget December, pay- or maybe they win in then December pay per view. It's a five way, so you have two five ways. Maybe you just call December pay per view now like Fatal Five Way. I don't know, but I think that's the way you make it interesting because like. You want people to actually care to win for their team. Like last year, and like these past years, like there was what was the year when Braun Strowman and Triple H were the last two survivors, and like it didn't matter. Like Braun Strowman and Triple H never had a match. That didn't matter. And last year, I know Raw won, but I can't even remember who like the. What last was the last match. one that mattered? Well, we Survivor Series. Yeah. Oh, like the matches or like the paper. Where, where you felt like, uh, okay, this is actually for something. It wasn't when there was a brand split because the brand split is too separate. No, yeah, because uh, they're not competing against each other. Survivor they're Series kids. really does have the wrong name. That's why I thought the Elimination Chamber should have just taken. Like, I like Survivor Series, but Elimination Chamber should be like because that seems like a Survivor like series. I don't know. Well, if you think about it, you're when you're on the Survivor Series team, there's no like unity because you have your own belt. Yeah, there's so. no goal. So well, and you're you're not like face it like it would be like putting the Yankees or Red Sox and like if they had their own division title like they do mm-hmm. like you don't need to there's no reason to team up with these people because you're always against them because you're competing for the title that's just that show's title like if you were one title and like they were AFC NFC brands instead of being wild card rule back and forth and everybody has their own thing if they were fighting for one thing then it would make sense. It's almost like you, if you go dramatic, and I don't think I would want them to do this, but like if one brand won, they get the Royal Rumble. Like, yeah, you know something I mean? like that. Like where it's real stakes at, at line, on the line. But I think even if just like the team that wins gets a guarantee, but there's two championships, so even my scenario yeah. doesn't really play into it. Cause they get the main event at WrestleMania. It could be like yeah, the all-star something. game or home field advantage. Yeah. Something like that would make more sense. 
and it's weird because I actually think Survivor Series is still one of the better pay per views recently because I love like the champion versus like Daniel Bryan versus Brock Lesnar last year was excellent. Yeah, they've had some really good matches. Even Shinsuke versus um, Seth Rollins last year. Like you, we're not looking back on it like it's this memorable match. But you, but, like, could still you just watch do it. that if yeah. you just made one brand like one title per brand. No, that's really what, what it comes down to. One is, title overall. That's what you need. Well, you're right. You need to have one main title. You can have two minor titles. You can have we should have one women's, and then that solves if, all your issues. If sports entertainment, if they want to make it like a real sport, what they need to do, 100%, one big title, one mid-card title, one tag title, one woman's title. If they want to do women's tags, fine. Yeah. But then you just book it like a sport where every third pay-per-view, the, the big four, you have a title match between the two top people on each thing. Like, you, you know, the champion versus the best contender from yeah, whoever... Can- Whoever's decided. It builds and so, up contendership, and it builds up, yeah. you know... Storylines storylines will just happen on their own. I was going to say, happens. so just say that's the case, and, you know, or even if there's a little mute more, so I, was like, I don't mind, like, a 24-7 to keep those, like, keep guys, yeah. like, have some. I don't, and I don't even mind if there's an intercontinental Have side US. stories, but have, like, a main but title that has, like, a... like uh, Everybody wants. Like, yeah. every, like realistically, And want. it has, like, a schedule. Like, all right, you're the number one contender, you do this, yeah, and to, this, and to get to this. be the number one contender, like, this pay-per-view, there's a number one contender. Yes. Match. Then the next one, you face that. Like, I've always... The, 100% behind that. But I think really to solve this issue, Survivor Series, at the end of the day, we need one major title. There can be two shows. You can do it. Fox, and I don't think they're going to be like, oh, we don't have a title on our show. Well, guess what? You spend all this money? USA, you spend all this money? We'll put the title. We'll have it everywhere. But that's what's going to make a pop a rating because you don't know exactly when and where. And if you announce it, it's a big deal. I just think the, well, the, I don't think they're going to get rid of the brand split at this point. Even though no. I, I never thought they would get rid of it before and they did. Yeah. But that would well, be. Well, they're kind of getting rid of it right now. Weird. I mean, but they still have SmackDown and Raw superstars. No, I know, but I'm saying like three of them are always on SmackDown. Yeah, that's basically the brand split, right? Kind of. Unfortunately, you're right. Uh, All right, here's another one. What do you think will be the biggest surprise at SummerSlam? The biggest surprise at SummerSlam is, uh, I think it'll be the Demon Balor. Unfortunately, and I don't want it. So I will say Natalia beats Becky Lynch for the title. Oh God! So if you go back. Three That's year, worse. Yeah, two years ago, Becky, uh, Natalia faced Naomi at SummerSlam when Naomi had the big win at WrestleMania, mm-hmm. and she was kind of like they were building her. And Natalia faces her, beats her out of like nowhere. I was like, really, Natalia? And she had a quick little title run that nobody remembers. But I, I think this is another opportunity to do that to get Becky Lynch. I think Becky Lynch, unfortunately, may need that to happen for her character to actually fall on her face. Like I want her to be cocky and all that stuff, and then lose, and then maybe she can be like, so I don't care if she wins it the next night or something. But I think. I could just see them pulling something like that with Becky Lynch right now. They've kind of hurt Becky Lynch to the point where I don't, I don't really believe in her too much anymore. She's been good for Seth's character. Do you not believe her? But it's really done nothing for her character. She was the man, and now what is it? The man's man. Well, that's Seth. That's uh, it's just confusing. Seth's the man's man. That isn't that that's that's horrible. It's you oh know what it God. is. It's it's embarrassing. It's 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 not bad to be a boyfriend and girlfriend. That's fine. But, like, don't make it so forced upon us that it's, like, yeah. the man's man. You, or find a way to make that fun. Like, find a way to not be, like, them just laughing and, and flirting in the rain. Yeah, cause it's, like, you're not that over. They're not. And, well, certainly Seth isn't. And Becky's gone down tremendously. But it's also weird because Becky's promos were good in the sense of, like, defiance and stone coldest kind of thing. It doesn't play well with, like, a relationshipy thing. No. It takes away from it. Like, if Stone Cold was in a... Like, once he became a heel and Deborah was with him and stuff, yeah. it was fine. Like, we got it. But it was like, as a heel, it plays a lot better. Plus, this is uncharted territory. We've never seen two top superstars no, together. It, no. Where, it, like, the top female and the top male as no. a couple. It's usually, like, a valet. Yeah, and even when Edge and Lita were together, Lita wasn't wrestling She wasn't as wrestling much. as much, yeah. And she was just kind of, like, a sexy like sidekick yeah and helped him cheat and yeah. it was a heel tactic it's also she sure did help him cheat and he helped her cheat too Bingo. Matt Hardy but anyway, congratulations Zing. to the Hardy family three third boy on the way Lita unmarried and single very true but who knows what's better yeah depends if you're Lita I'm sure you're not hurting no definitely not she's still pretty hot oh, um but where was I going with this and it's also besides, Sorry, I distracted no, no, my no, ridiculous. besides Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth it's never really been a baby face gimmick to have a woman with you uh, it's typically they give like the hot lady to a to be a heater. The heater. Like even I remember, like that's Bruce Pritchard used to always say, or somebody who was the one in the back was like a very attractive woman, got to be a heel until like Sable. Sable changed yeah. the game. 
Because with Mark Mara, that was a face gimmick. But that's how it started. Yes. And normally that's how it is. And she was just pretty much selling sex. Becky's not selling sex. No, she's... You're kind of bringing her character, which was at such a high level, down. Here's a question that rolls into it. Is, are we seeing kind of like a death knell in what we was considered the women's evolution? Like, obviously, we've seen women now where they are. But are we seeing like the end of it almost already where it's like it doesn't seem... Do you feel like the focus on the women is the same as it was even three months ago? One, definitely no. Because I... And I, you know, had a problem with her being in the WrestleMania main event just because I feel like that wasn't part of the story and they forced her in. But it's because Charlotte isn't at the forefront anymore, and she normally should be. I think yeah. that's why if you kept her out of the main event, she could have been the one right after. So you would have had some space, and you could have got back into that feud to keep it going. Bailey has been the weakest champion now two times ever. Yeah, and I feel for her. I don't even think, I think this is she's already better this time than last time around. She but it's is, just but it's just the way it's kind of programmed. I just feel like the women they're already like. Slipping back into that, like, meh. Category. I don't know how many times we can say it. She's not a character who should be carrying the belt the whole time, or should she really should struggle for a long time. Just she should still be having get it out of nowhere. Yeah, she should be having that money in the bank in her hand right now and making it more interesting. And then the other, probably one of the best competitors, is, hasn't been on TV in months. Sasha. Yeah, we so don't know what's going me. on there. And and you've had a lot of Lacey Evans, which I think Lacey Evans has a lot of. I think she's a stud. I think she's got a lot of room to grow i think she has a lot of issues but it's like she was just put in a hot position and what's going to be really interesting is like where do we go with something like her like is she, she was on raw is she is it what do you see from her like she needs to get in a feud with a baby face that people like and just destroy them but i don't even know who that could be on raw you really can't that's why the women's division is definitely too small to have two separate brands and a tag belt yeah your book and alexa is basically two different characters on two different yes. shows yeah it's weird and yeah, I don't, and we need also Nia Jax is. I think she's out with some form of injury. She should be coming back, but like she's yeah. needed. I think now because you need one of those like a like a big presence like that, like an intimidating factor, which you don't really have. Like the women are great. There's a lot of great superstars in there, but like we're missing a couple things. So I don't think the women's evolution is dead, but I do see it on like a dwindling position where it was even well, last you year. Put Asuka in a tag team and then hit the tag team. And we haven't seen her. Yeah. And like this week, there's like a tag team women's championship match on SmackDown, but it's like I don't even want to see it. Save it. Like. Stop! Yeah, you, Stop! You like, really? Where are the iconics? Where are the promos? Where's everything? Oh, There's the just too much talent. That really what I think comes down to too. It's too much talent, but it's also not enough on one show. You really need the tag team division on one show, and you need the women's on one show. You yeah, really I, do. I think that's too hard. But I listen. I'd be open to it if they if they really were going to do that. Because they, they just can't be two tag title belts either. That's a, that's one more concerning me than the championships. Like the tag title belts are so watered down and in. in Absolutely, it means nothing if you have two of them and you have basically twelve teams total. Yeah, it's like really Zach Ryan and Kurt Hawkins were the tag champions for that little run, and we will never remember. They were on and I TV feel bad maybe twice. I feel bad. They did, they, and they lost most of their matches. They lost to the Viking Raiders, and then eventually two weeks later, they lost the titles to the Revival. Yeah, like the SmackDown tag team titles are all over the place. I loved when Daniel Bryan and and Rowan had because I think Daniel Bryan is such an instru- instrumental part of oh, WWE. He's killing it. But like now, there's these rumors of him going to 205 Live. Daniel like, Bryan? That's the big room. Like, he was making this announcement this week. He didn't end up making it. I hope that was them having cold feet with that. Like, do not do that to that him. That makes no sense. You can't have a guy that was your world champion at WrestleMania going on to the 205 Live brand. No. But the and only reason I've heard... He's been the best heel... Yes. ...recently. Without doubt. Well, for probably years. Yeah, because he, he, he was somebody that you... Like, I beloved and, and I still like him. he got over. Absolutely. You needed to... Like, if that was... Was, if, well, Brock Lesnar would have done it too. But if it was just like Randy Orton at that time, or or Bobby Lashley, I don't think anybody would have gotten him over quite like Daniel Bryan. Well, the Daniel, match because the match was the best match too, and the match. But like the stories were so similar, the point worked. It was perfectly. unique because Daniel Bryan was that guy. Yeah, it's a five year get another guy over. Yeah. Like he's a perfect heel, and he's doing such a great job to put him on two hundred five live. I don't know. I, I'm not going to watch 205 Live if he's on it. I'm sorry. I know. I've, I've sometimes pop it on. They are excellent matches. Like, yeah. who's the, do you know who the Cruiserweight Champion is right now? Pop it on. Here's my cool Oh, that's correct. Do you know who the SmackDown Tag Team Champions are? Uh, hang on. SmackDown. I'm always confused which ones are the yeah, There we go. That's, this is a good start. Five, four, hang on, hang three, two, one. No, the no, Raw. New Day. Uh, oh, yeah, that's who, right. Who are the yeah. Raw Tag Team Champions? That is the revival. Who is the twenty four seven champion? That is currently our truth. That's correct. Uh, who is the women's tag team champions? Billy and Peyton. Yeah, that's right. That's still correct. Uh, who is the United States champion? 
AJ Styles. That's right. You were very excited about that. Awesome match, by the way. Yeah, great. Those two are also can fight forever. Yeah. Um, who is the Intercontinental Champion? Shinsuke Nakamura. Hey, who <laughs> is the WWE Universal Champion? Brock. And then who's the WWE Champion? Both. There you go. Not bad. Would okay. I miss one? Yeah. Tag team. Tag team. But that's my point. Yeah, that's oh actually where I was trying to get to earlier. The tag team reigns... Like, the B team were tag team champions at some point this year. Oh, yeah. Like, it... it is embarrassing it's how always been kind of one of those things where they just give it to a tag team to hope they get over with it sure but now that you have two of them it's so desaturated yeah, it's like, like who the fuck cares who the tag team champion and we did our countdown again if you go in the archives of Rossi on Wrestling search it on iTunes like you can see when we did that best of tag team uh, best tag teams of all time like when those tag teams were at their prime like there were some really good competitors around them or they were just so over that it made like a bigger imp- you know impression like think about it. you had Edge and Christian Let's talk about like the big time. Edge and Christian, Hardy Boys, Dudley Boys. We don't even mention in there how good the Hollies were in there. You had the Crashing. APA. You had the APA were excellent. You had um, the New Age Outlaws were also involved at that time, which mm-hmm. feels like there was a big gap, but there really wasn't. And you also had, um, there's one other team, and now it slipped my mind. Uh, you know, those guys. Uh, like, uh, headbangers. No, not that they were great, but like they were a part of that. Would Look at that division. I think right now, if you just got, so like two years ago, the SmackDown Tag Team Division one of the best. Oh, absolutely. Incredible. Stacked. And now you could basically make the same type of division if you just got rid of one of the tag belts. That's what they need to do. The Usos and the Revival, another incredible match because yeah. why wouldn't it be? Then uh, I even like Heavy Machinery now. Me they're, too. They're They've good. gotten over. I think Daniel Bryan has single-handedly gotten that tag yep. team over. Daniel Bryan's tag team, for whatever it's whatever, worth, yeah. is fucking great. Uh, who else is there? The, the New Columns. Day. The New Day. <laughs> the Iconics, you put them in there. Yeah, no, but you have... The, you have um, you have a the lot of good War Raiders. Yeah. Like, those are excellent. Like, forget about what's going on with them. Like, that's an excellent tag team. AOP should be coming back soon. That's one of those tag teams that's, like, back to old school. Like, the Blue Brothers. Like, you might never remember them, or they're just two guys that look alike. Yeah, the Google. Google the Blue Brothers next oh. time you take a piss. I thought you were talking about the Good the good Brothers. Oh, the Good Ones. Oh, the God Ones. They were also part of that time. Yeah. But, no, I'm saying, like, you also have the Good Brothers. They're, they're a tag team. You can oh, yeah. Them yeah absolutely. Like, the bar, whatever. Or, sorry. The club, whatever they're going to end up turning into, that little click, which I'm all about. I like that. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. There's a lot of talent there, but we're splitting it in half and not really doing a good enough job with that. Same thing. I mean, they understand with the women's that it's so thinned out that you can't do that. Just understand that with the women in general Mm -hmm. and then the men tag team in general. You don't have enough. You you don't have enough one creative talent to be able to book it correctly. You just don't. And you barely have enough tag teams to put it on correctly. And no one, no, like, if you have two titles on one show that are the exact same thing, you're telling the people at home one of these isn't as meaningful as the other. Exactly. Or together they're not as meaningful. And on a pay-per-view where, where it, I know match placement doesn't really matter, but you know it's been a little while since a tag team title match kicked off a show? Like, that used to be, like, the starter of all yeah. the pay-per-views. And if you, NXT, if you watch NXT, they always almost start with their tag team because they know it's such a hot start and they know how to build really good tag team matches. Now, don't get me wrong, Extreme Rules started with a tag team match. It's not the one you thought you were going to see. You had The Undertaker in the first match, which was so smart. But it was like, okay, so then you still had two other tag team championship matches that night. It's, like, insane. It's crazy. And there's so much six-man tag going on with the main event superstars. So you're already diluting tag team wrestling by having a shittier version of six men on. And just think about it from a standpoint of just anything in life. If you went to something and they were like, oh, there's one really big title, and then there's another really big title, and then then there's a tag team division that has a title, but then there's another tag team division that has a title, and then wait a minute, wait a minute, we have women's wrestling, and there's one big title, but wait a minute, there's another big title. Like, if there was, like, tennis when you're watching the Wimbledon last week or whatever that was, when the U.S. Open, when, like, they play, you know, uh, Djokovic and uh, Roger Federer. But there are two women's titles. But my point, then there wasn't followed up after that with another men's championship. It's like, that's the one big title. It's same thing. It's the problem with Vince McMahon's idea of, like, we, we can make these two products separate enough where we can tell them that they're worthy of their own belt. We know that they are presented the exact same, they're produced the exact same, they're shot the same, they have mainly the same talent, mainly the same commentators. You, you're not making any like conscious effort to make anything different, so why do these belts mean anything different? You're just having two really important things? You, can't have, you can have one really important thing. That's yeah. it. They even have two mid-card titles. Yeah, but it's yeah, it's very interesting with that. Uh, just to get our last question in, so rumor of was Fox, it was the question um, from is it Mac who was like, why yeah, did was, you tag all these people? <laughs> so Mac's no longer on our uh, Patreon. He doesn't he doesn't subscribe <laughs> to the Patreon. Um, 
But yeah, we got one from Wesley. He said, so rumor is Fox wants to bring NXT to FS1 on Wednesdays to compete against AEW. If that's true, who do you think will bring... Who do you think they'll bring down to fill out the roster? Also, when and how are we going to see Dexter Loomis? Dexter Loomis is my guy, by the way. I don't know if you've seen him. So he's the breakout. They're doing that breakout tournament on NXT mm-hmm. right now, which will culminate at uh, NXT TakeOver Toronto. He kind of has like a Dexter from the show Dexter gimmick mixed with like, like he's like a horror movie character, basically. Yeah. He's like a villain. Uh, with him, first of all, he's got money written all over him. I, he was my breakouts. I picked him to win that tournament. He lost in the first round. So I think that actually shows they have bigger plans for him. Because I think maybe they don't want him to be just in this. Like, I think you can see him break out separately. His look is incredible. He's got, like, this little thin mustache. He's huge. Yeah. He's like a butcher. Um, I don't know when. I think you'll see him soon. But to go to... If they put NXT and put two hours to go up against AEW, I think it's a dumb move, my my opinion. They'll ruin NXT and the Absolutely. greatest that it is. And they'll just... What they'll do with, like, everything else. Anything that's two hours now, one hour wrestling... NXT is perfect because of the way it is. But if they were to do it, we'll play the game. And you want to think of guys that you would have put back into NXT. Or Montez Ford? <laughs> you want just him to just uh, run the whole thing? Um, I mean, he's incredible. But if you had to put people... Let's take five superstars you had to take off the main roster put to NXT. Who is that? Apollo Crews. He, he made a return yep. this week. Good Tyler match. Breeze. Right, well, he's already there. When, yep. That one doesn't count. So we'll give you Apollo Crews. All right. Apollo Crews. Shinsuke. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Bailey, okay. Even though I'm taking like people who are current champions. Oh, it doesn't matter. This is if they really want to compete. This, these are the, some of the names you might need. Bailey, Apollo Cruz. Who else would be really good fit right now? I don't even know. Probably Alistair Black. Okay. Um, I don't know. It would be tough because just pick a tag team then. Just add a tag uh, team. A tag team. Fuck. Bring uh, bring Kyrie Sang and Oscar. Uh, Oscar back down. Because the women's division down there, when it's good, it's great. Absolutely. Shayna Baszler's getting to a point where I know that we're really seeing some... You know what I love? It's just very foreign down yeah. there, which I actually like. It's like that Wrestling, we have to remember, it's not all a bunch of Americans. Yeah. And I love that about NXT. But real quick, my five with that, I'm going to put Samoa Joe down there because oh. I think he just unfortunately isn't getting over up here. And like, he never wins. He never wins. Never wins. And so I'd rather put him down there, even though I still love him on the main roster. Cuts vicious promos. I'd put him down there. I would take Bobby Roode if he's still around. Put, pop him back oh, down Bobby there. Bobby Roode, but I saw he popped up in a six-man tag. Was he on a six-man tag this week? I think so. Wasn't okay, he in I, the I Usos? Missed, uh, I honestly didn't see this. Ricochet part. one? Oh, he was... Who, what team was he on? He was on the other side. Oh, he was with... with uh, uh, the Revival, maybe? Was it the Revival? I don't even know. The, the, that's all we need to say. So put Bobby Roode down there yeah. ASAP if you want this guy to continue in there. I'd also take, like... I know it's strange. I'm going to take somebody from, like, Akira Tozawa. Like, I need another guy like that. Like, another, yeah. like, gimmicky guy that I want back in the fold there. I would put for women Bailey. You nailed it. I would absolutely put Bailey down there and down there at, on NXT. Probably really up there because it would refine her. And then if I had to pick, I like I know they're getting over right now, but I'd love to see a team. Maybe like heavy machinery or somebody just because I want like a tag team that can be fun to watch. I just doesn't need a win. I just don't want them to be on Fox. I just don't. No, me either. I think it's FS1 too, so it's even worse to me because FS1. I, it's smart if they do it, but. NXT in that one hour spot once a week is so good for their tapings, so good for their storytelling. Like they're writing stories now for after TakeOver Toronto. Like yeah. We already know that because they already have their TV tapings done. They do a live show, then they set up their next TV tapings. It's really well done, smart, I like it. Um, I'm actually really interested in what they're going to do with this Johnny Gargano-Adam Cole match because it's two out of three falls, which they've already done, but it's really a three, out, uh, three stages of hell match, so they each get to pick stipulations. So that should be cool. I, I mean, they, they never really disappoint, especially Johnny Gargano, even yeah. though I don't think that they didn't have the best match on the card last pay-per-view. No. It was still great. Yeah. I think that you're right. I think, But, the, you know, that also helps because they're only coming two hours into a wrestling event instead yeah. of six hours in. And that's, you know. I mean, I thought that Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano couldn't get any better, you know, the third time they faced off at an NXT pay-per-view, and it was and probably the best one. Well, because you know what happens on there? It's so concentrated. They really focus on how do we make this match better. They do callbacks to their other matches. Like you don't see that in WWE. The Usos do it. They really do. They do callbacks to their other matches. Maybe it's just because they're fighting a million times a year that we don't notice it as much. No, but they they take time to make every little thing stand out. And like, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm listen. I, I'm not in there in meetings, but I just feel like that's the thing with NXT. I just feel like NXT as a product is like let's think. Let's sort it out. Let's make mistakes, and then we'll pick it up and we'll figure it out and we'll tape yeah. it and we'll go from there. Where in WWE, it's like you're hearing about rewrites two seconds before a Raw that is happening 52 weeks a year, which is nuts. It's nuts. 
And the one thing that also came out about this deal with Fox is that SmackDown will be live, I think, 50 weeks a year. They're going to be preemptive by the World Series, so they're going to move to FS1 on that week. And I think there's another occasion that they're not going to be live. Probably Christmas week, maybe, or something? I don't know. They put them on live before on Christmas, which is nice. Yeah, but like tribute to the troops. Maybe they hear that instead. We'll see. But that was one thing that did come out. Um, All right, before we get out of here, how do you feel? How's the jaw? How's the mouth? No, I'm a little worried now. This is a lot of talking. It was a lot of talking. I could tell by your levels at times. I was like, oh, he's, he's dipping. He's dipping yeah. here. But, um, so yeah, we, we got some plans coming up here in the future. We got some really exciting things we're going to be coming at you with. Um, so definitely, you know, stay subscribed. Stay, keep this thing going. Uh, we'll be back another episode later this week, hopefully. Fingers yeah, crossed. I'm in. You're in? I'm in. Until you're not. What, Wednesday? Yeah. Probably. We'll figure out. We can yeah. talk. We don't, this part doesn't have to happen on air. Yeah. Uh, any parting <laughs> shots? We didn't really think match of the pod, but you have one, or anything this week even that you saw, like even extreme rules for someone to go back and dig, take another, another look at. I mean, the Undertaker match was actually, I was entertained by I was shocked. I think I was, it was the best match since, like, CM Punk. Oh, yeah, definitely. It was It was his best in-ring performance in a while because it was quick. He really needs to be, well, the tag team match with him and fucking Shawn Michaels, whatever the fuck that was, that was awful. But this was a better way to hide it. I think you clearly see that he can't fight another old guy ever again. You just no, can't you just, can't fight Goldberg. No. Like, and like all these rumors of him and Sting, like No, please can't. no, God no. No, 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 no. I don't care how much Saudi Arabia is paying you. Yeah. Don't do that to him. And maybe at this point, I know I don't think you wanted to see this, but give him to the fiend. Have the fiend kill him. Please. If you're going to do something where you're going to actually murder the Undertaker, I'm fine with that then. Like it's either be gonna be like it's gonna be somebody vicious that you really want to hate. So, like, Fiend, fine, if you really want to go there. Uh, I do. And, or, right or like, Brock Lesnar, like, actually kill him. Or somebody, like, maybe Brock Lesnar. Or, like, a next up-and-coming younger. So maybe it is Bray Wyatt. Maybe it is that guy. And maybe it is that manipulative, like, two-way type of character. I would like to see The Undertaker after this one. Like, it, it's kind of a good taste in my mouth. Go away. And maybe, if, you know, the next time he comes out, Bray Wyatt is like, enough of you. You're done. Something like that. Yeah, you need to have one of those stories. I think you've hit something there. You need a storyline where it's like someone like me that's a fan of my viewing style would be like, oh, screw that. No, we can't end it like this. And someone that's on your side that just kind of wants to see him go, like he gets to go out, like losing, destroyed, and, and really push that onto another character. Yeah. Like really what could have happened at WrestleMania 30 if he never came back. Yeah, really should have. But... Like right now, think about how different we'd look at Brock Lesnar if there was no more Undertaker. I mean, it's. I mean, it would. It would. It would give him a little more credibility, and Heyman could work it in every speech, obviously. Yeah. But, so. but that's that. So uh, yeah, I agree with you. Definitely check out. Like, I know there's a lot of criticism out there of the Undertaker, and there's a lot of criticism of wrestling in general. But that opener to Extreme Rules was a really good match. It was mm-hmm. fun to watch. Shane McMahon aside, but like in that match, he fits. It, it actually was a really like the four guys who I could care less about right now, just for whatever reason. Is like put them all in there. It worked out really well. I'm back in on the Mac though. If they're gonna have him losing to people like Cedric Alexander and build him up, that's kind of what you need. Even even for a heel, it makes sense. Oh, Cedric Alexander losing to Shane McMahon? No, no, no. Uh, Cedric Alexander beating Drew McIntyre. Oh, Drew McIntyre. Yeah. yeah. Well, they had to do something because that was ridiculous. Yeah. Like, oh, we have this funny guy that you're gonna team up with tonight, uh, Roman. It ends up being Cedric Alexander. Cedric Alexander loses. So yeah. it's not even like what was the point of that? And then the next week he got the heat. Uh, the the pop back. Yeah, I agree. That's a good place to put guys like him. Because he's another one. Like, we took him off 205 Live, but we haven't done anything with him. Nope. Buddy Murphy still has not been on SmackDown. Poor guy. It's, 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 yeah, anyways. But yeah, so we'll have plenty more to complain about, things to talk about coming up. So we'll be back with you later this week. Thank you guys for listening. Like, share, subscribe. Uh, leave a review. Bill, is your offer still to do people's graphics at 35 sure, yeah. reviews? I didn't even check, but, uh, we'll I haven't look. looked at the reviews yet, but. Well, look, but if you do, there. Billy make you a great graphic. You can check out his latest, um, video they did for the Dork Podcast at Dork Podcast on Twitter. It was, uh, the Kyle's dad story. Yes. Hopefully that'll be out later today. Yeah. Depending on when you're listening to this, it should be out there. You can check at yeah. Dork Podcast. Dark Podcast. While you're over on the Twitter for give at BillyD2411 a follow. I'm at Jason D. Rossi. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll catch you later this week. Frank says hi.